Bum. Welcome to the Finicky Podcast, where we are talking finicky, we are talking football, and we are going to talk the latest playoff rankings for finicky football. To join me with that is our local historian and statistician, Nasty Lyle. Lyle, you're here. I am. Made I'm it. I'm notebooks. You brought, you brought all the notebooks. I brought the notebooks. <laughs> Just... Uh, you mean, really, it's our own, you know, when society fails and they're digging through the remnants of uh, New York or Brooklyn or wherever you are now, um, and that, they'll find that, and they'll be like, so this was, this is what they worshipped. They worshipped finicky? Punters. And punters. They, they worshipped yeah. punters. The yeah, disciples. The disciples. Antiquated game the human race played. They just loved kicking. They they had someone who came down from God as the son of God. His name was Sebastian Janikowski. It's written right here, right here in the scrolls. Um, wow. all right. Well, that's good. Um, Lyle, I am very excited. I don't really ever plan super far ahead how um, uh, you know scheduling of guests will come, but this is this week is perfect, and I want to tell you why. First and foremost, we're going to look into the. The finicky standings, which is a big deal. Uh, the finicky standings. It uh, we it's it's one of the more even years we've had. We can go into why maybe later, but it's we've got four people with seven wins. Uh, we've got JP with seven wins. We've got Snake with seven wins. We've got Bottom with seven wins, and we've got Zach with seven wins. Evenly distributed across both the East and the West, which I'm immensely proud of. Um, and the, the, the new playoff percentages, uh, everyone with seven wins, um, pretty much forecasted to make uh, the playoffs. It's uh, JP is 93%, Snake 96%, Bottom 87%, and then for some reason, uh, Zach is 62%, which is hilarious to me. And I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what... I don't either. The calculation is Mm-mm. because I mean it's not like I guess it's because Zach and uh, Ben have like more or less the same amount of points, right? So I guess whoever, if it's a tie, should Ben come up with eleven more points. I like to think that the analytics—it's basically all of IBM's analytics—are going into just finicky and really just not really <laughs> caring about the rest of ESPN. It's that Watson is working really hard on this, uh, so I love that that it sees something in Zach. And I will say this is the same playoff projections that have had uh, me at eighth place, finishing in eighth place since. We started, and I have not moved. I retained my eighth place position no matter what I do, which I find to be hilarious. But why I'm excited about this is that you, Cobble Gardens Vax Clinic, and me, now Gruden's quarterback camp, are both playoff percentages of 4%. We are the 4% club right here. We are. 4% club. (laughs) 
pretty proud of us. And we play each other this week. And to, we play each make, other this week. You could not, the stars could not align harder. There were many times where we got close to doing this a couple weeks ago, even last week. But you know what? It was meant to be. It was meant to be. One sec, I have to yell at my dogs. Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Go lay down. Go. We are not. No. This is my time. Yeah. Yeah. Sad, big dumb bitch. No. Sit. Go. Jesus. God. Fucking just growling. And was barking. it Joey or Moose? It was both of them. They're awful, awful dogs and even worse Untrue. roommates. Um, Untrue. <laughs> you can't, I can't be mad at you. All right. We are the four percenters. Um, I really, I worked pretty hard on trying to come up with a four percenter slogan. I, I was thinking back to like, uh, Occupy Wall Street or, or the one percent. But anyway, we're the four percenters. Four percenters unite. If you come up with a better slogan or something, that'll be the name of this pod. But for right now, it's the four percent club. Four uh, percent. Got nothing. I mean, I'll, I'll workshop it throughout workshop. the pod. Tonight, throughout the pod, we'll, we'll just keep keep throwing we'll really good ideas out like I have. Um, all right. Well, with that, um, I'm excited to move on to our weekly matchups because it is waivers have not happened yet. So we're off to the weekly matchups. And we'll start with, um, you know, all of the matchups mean something for most people this week, which is, this is just, this is going to be a fun pod. Uh, we'll start with Derage versus Stephanie. Uh, Derage has a 49% chance at the playoffs, which, so this matchup means a lot for him. Uh, obviously, Stephanie, 0% chance. Uh, so it doesn't mean much for her. I will say I put this one as our first because um, Stephanie is missing, for the first time this season, her dynamic duo, the reason we all agreed she won the draft. She is missing Mr. Mahomes and Mr. Kelsey. So is there a chance that she'll I mean, be able to survive that loss? She does, I mean, she'll be rolling with Derek Carr, one of a top five passers that's been sitting on her bench the entire year, and I'm not mad about that at all. But, uh, I mean, and she's Christian, she loses Christian Kirk. She loses a lot of pieces due to the, the bye. Uh, so does Ben Derrige. He loses all of his Cardinals, which was uh, his kicker, his coach, and his defense. Uh, what do you see here, Mr. Lyle? Who, who is there, who's got the better I, lead here? I mean, just based off of the teams and how they've done this year, uh, Derrige obviously has the upper hand. But I mean, I think what's going to be the kicker, and I don't want to drag us too early in this podcast, is you have Heineke is peaking uh, oh, God. at the right time. No. So I think Unfortunately, if if he has another good game against the Hawks, I feel like it's going to be hard with those two QBs carrying the team. Uh, then you throw in Jacobs, Godwin, uh, Adam Thielen. It's Devontae at Jesus. There's there's a lot of good things going on for Derrige. Um So I think it would take a lot for, for Stephanie to be able to overcome that. Having said that, you never know. You never know. Uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I feel like a broken record, but when she does swap in Derek Carr for Mahomes, uh, her just like last week, how Dak played Patrick Mahomes, and I think I said something like, you know, uh, the line is uh, 60 points, you know, if it all runs through the quarterbacks. Um, once again, the line for the Vegas-Dallas game is actually it's not nearly as high, probably because Dak is missing all of his weapons. But if the points run through, if it's a shootout, and if it's Derek Carr – Versus Dak Prescott, gunslingers, pew, 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 back and forth. Um, I don't know. 
There could be there could be a, a good stuff. I'm hoping the Hawks shut down Heineke. Herbert, Herbert's really good. I, well, I know, and I mean, I don't see Denver being able to stop to stop him. At least stop him from from you know producing a lot of points for fantasy anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, Derrick's got a lot of work to do uh, on the wire to replace all of his cardinal pieces in the special teams and defense department. Well, it seems like he's kind of put it to put his team together. Basically, it's going to be a head coach and, and a defense. I I don't know if he's going to go to replace anyone else. No, no, yeah, but who's he going to who's he going to bring in? Who's he gonna, what you know the defense? I and mean, coach. What head coach is a good is a good question. I will I, say that I I have done poorly picking head coaches this year. I think I've won maybe one or two games. And Stephanie's aligned with the Cowboys for the better or for worse. So I think, um, you know, that it's a 16-point it's a swing if uh, the Cowboys win and if he loses. So that's, it's not nothing. It's true, though. Well, I mean, and Dallas, uh, Las Vegas is usually involved in, in pretty high-scoring affairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panthers, D, Panthers D so, versus Miami could be good. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's her running backs that are the, the disheartening piece of all of this. She'll probably, I mean, pl- I mean, if Kareem Hunt comes back and maybe get in Melvin Gordon, but like, yeah, just staring at Kenyon Drake and Jamal Williams. Well, but again, you just hop over to the other side. It's because Derrick has Josh Jacobs, so yeah. you just you can see, you can see the difference. Mm-hmm. And Saquon, and I mean, uh, the RB one uh, versus, I, yeah. I don't even know how many points is Kenyon Drake pulling. He's, the, it's the, exactly. he's projected at five. Yeah. And I mean, we'll see. It's, it's catching a couple passes. It's not running touchdowns. And uh, Saquon is part of the new giants because Jason Garrett got fired today and that's okay. We'll give that a, eh, it's not a losing noise. That's more of a reggae air horn sewing. Um, so Jason Garrett's out. That means the Giants players are now free of, of terrible play calling, hopefully, and uh, maybe Saquon will benefit, and even that would just push this even further in the direction of Ben Derge. I think we're in alignment. I think we uh, I think Derge wins this yeah, one. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Steph, but I think I think Ben's got this one. Well, on a similar thread, moving on, we've got another zero percenter. Um, when Stephanie and Bliss host the Zero Percenters pod, that's going to be a real hit. Uh, we've got Bliss and, versus JP. Um, right now, there's still some work to go. JP is a little bit favored, but we're pretty. We haven't done wire, waivers yet, so I'm not looking at those probabilities. Um, what do you What do you see? There's a There's a lot on JP's side to like here. There is, but you know what? I am going to say this about Bliss's team and Bliss in the past few weeks. He's been putting together a, a decent bit of scratch to at least beat teams who can't come through on weak waiver and bye week uh, matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, 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 he took me down. He put me into the 4% group. And there, <laughs> there are times when I said, you know what? If I had just played two over Daniel Jones, you know, I, I could possibly have two more wins than I have now. But I didn't make those choices. <laughs> this actually took me down when I made, as, as a manager, I made some good decisions during the week. And... Here's a question. I love that one. They already updated Odell Beckham Jr.'s picture, and Josh Gordon is still wearing Seahawks gear. Um, I'm looking at the bench, and Matt Stafford and OBJ, uh, they're sitting right there, along with Kamara. Those three people active and playing and making a difference kind of put changes this game, especially it allows 
hopefully Ben Bliss to get rid of Mike Davis. Do you think Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr., think that's going to be a thing? Uh, Stafford, oh, I, I don't know if I said this in, in our thread or what I, who I was telling this to, but to be honest, I don't see OBJ being a thing. I, at least not this season. He is kind of more of a, a curse than a positive addition to any offense. I mean, he, in in Cleveland, he should have been a great piece of that team. And he kind of, I don't know, rot, it rotted it away from the inside. Uh, they, they have a lot of great position players and a decent line that can do both pass and run block, protect Baker Mayfield, uh, quality defense. Cleveland should be a lot better than they were, and I think OBJ was kind of a detriment. But having said that, he's a great player. Uh, it's like, you know, Antonio Brown. If he's put into the right spot and right position, he could, he could do really well until they realize he's had a fake vax card. Well, assuming that uh, JP keeps in Carson Wentz versus Tampa Bay, I mean, he does have Matt Ryan versus Jacksonville. You know how spicy that is with Matt Ryan having, oh, not much to throw to. But uh, I will look at Jimmy G. Jimmy G has been on fire since I dropped him. He's uh, the Kittle Debo (laughs) stack is doing pretty well. Um, And you've got Dalvin, who in legal troubles is still cooking. And uh, Joe Mixon, who every time I look, he's scoring touchdowns. yeah, there's a lot of dangerous, scary pieces, and it looks like uh, just looking at how it's staggered right now, JP's going to pick someone off the wire. He's got an empty spot right there. So there's probably two. And Kittle is, I think the the Kittle Garoppolo connect, if that comes to if that amounts to anything. But Minnesota has a solid D. I, I don't think that's a, just kind of a given. Looking at it, Minnesota man, you know, if, an easy. If Minnesota know, obliterates. Or if it's a low-scoring game. Let's say that. If Minnesota-San Francisco is a low-scoring game, it really cripples JP. He's got Dalvin, Jimmy, Debo, George Kittle, and Robbie Gould. So that would be a big piece. Another thing that's underrated that I know because that's how I lost to JP is the Colts D has had 30 points in the past two weeks. Um, That's a big D. That is a big, hard D to overcome. That is true. All and right. we we know. <laughs> good God. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, right. I, I would go even as far as even if uh, Minnesota can just hold San Francisco to a low score, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't look good for JP. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if that game's big, it's pretty one-sided, this matchup. Also, Tony Pollard, I heard that uh, Zeke might be banged up. That would be the Tony Pollard show there. So, anyway, a lot of these games on Turkey Day. Actually, not a lot of them, but uh, we'll see. Actually, a lot of this action's on Sunday. So, Tony Pollard on Turkey Day might give us an idea of what's happening. Otherwise, these are a bunch of Sunday games. Um, moving on, speaking of hard Ds, the what I think is one of the greater matchups, but I couldn't dare put it at the top of the list is uh, you versus me. Yeah, five and I six, think five, be a, five a and one of of air horns for that. <laughs> I gave it the thunder. We haven't gotten the air horns yet. It is a winner go home match. Win it is or go. I'll be air horn for that. Winner go home. Um, I still got some moves to do on my own. I. <laughs> I haven't really fully decided what I'm going to do. Uh, CeeDee Lamb being out sucks. Uh, Chase Edmonds out sucks. Justin Fields out sucks. 
Um, well, not loving. Yes. And I would honestly, I'd be surprised if Cordell Patterson plays. Uh, the guy tore his ankle up like a week ago. But all that being said, uh, that's how I see my team. How do you see your team? You know, I, I am an optimist. Every week I go in, I honestly think every week I probably have one of the highest projected totals. Mm -hmm. uh, and then things like my kicker not even making an attempt at either a field goal or an extra point. <laughs> uh, I think like you, I've struggled with with finding a defense that can put up points. I, I think every de defense I've fielded this year has been either a negative or like maxed out at three points. Um, so, I mean, even last week when I was playing against Snake, it was disheartening to see his defense score like 28 points because that's unheard of on my on my side. <laughs> to well, be fair, though, I think my team is pretty... If DK can get his shit together and the Seahawks in general, uh, I, I do like my, my chances. I, too, but, am betting on the Seahawks, if you've noticed. I'm not shifting my defense and coach stack. I'm keeping it. We have to win out. With the Seahawks, so go I. Uh, well, you do your your quarterback situation. You have been, I mean, that's the hill you've died on. I am, and I'm dying, and I'm dying and right you're, you're, there. You're, you know, winner going. <laughs> I am. I have yet to see the light at the end of the tunnel on rookie QB Island. Um, no. Well, to be fair, at least Justin Fields, you've taken him out. That's the one he, thing. That yeah, and I haven't even fully decided. What old fucking geezer to uh, attach my cart to? Uh, I know you've put in your bids. I assume Tyrod Taylor is probably at the top of that list. Tyrod Taylor has been. And then I remember he's Tyrod Taylor on the fucking Houston Texans. Uh, I don't know. I'm, he's just playing what, Miami this week? Who are they playing? Yeah, but the no, most, the most playing... unreliable team in the history of time. Uh, I don't know. I have not. There's no great playing options the out there. They're playing the Jets. They are playing the Jets. Uh, I don't know. I haven't fully decided yet. Um, oh, I already know. I know you don't want to give it up on the pod, but at this point, well, no what? one's going to Are you going to go out and are you, are you going to drop Van Jefferson just to steal Tyrod Taylor? No. Uh, I might. You might. It would be diabolical I, and hilarious. But I, I have my bids in there, too. So don't... The thing is, I could see I, – I look at I look at him right now looking at the the quarterback's I have no conviction that Zach Wilson can do better than Tyrod Taylor in that matchup. I have absolutely no belief one way or the other. Well, I think <sighs> those are your choices, Tyrod Taylor or Zach Wilson. Right. Or Ben Roethlisberger, again. Still ben Roethlisberger, the staggering corpse of Ben Roethlisberger is also yeah. on. Weekend at Roethlisberger's. <laughs> that is maybe the best called. team name you've ever come up with. <laughs> Weekend at Roethlisberger's. Um, yeah, I, so Carolina versus the Dolphins. There's a lot riding for you in that game. Uh, Hawks versus football team. We've got both a little bit on there. Thursday night, just so you, because you know it's fun to watch football on Thanksgiving. I've got Zeke and Waller. I think that's kind of my matchup. If those go south, I don't have a lot more than that to rebound with. And uh, for you, Saints versus Buffalo could go a lot of directions. Uh, but oh, for I, you, I'm I'm sh I'm actively shopping the Saints D. That I can tell you that much. Well, that's I'm probably not smart. around with them for Buffalo. I will say sneaky Turkey Day investment, and I, you could drop them in and uh, listen to me. I like Dalton Schultz. They don't have anybody else to throw it to, and uh, it could be fun. That could be big. If Dalton Schultz gets 20 points on Thursday, this matchup may be toast. 
Well, and this is it's I, you and I have been talking. You you talk a lot about the the Bucks receivers, mm-hmm. and you never talk about Mike Evans. Joey, it's always Antonio Brown or Chris Godwin, and I've been sticking with Mike Evans. Well, and I'm you've complaining had Lamb about Chris and I've Godwin. Had Amari Cooper. I get mad about Chris Godwin. I don't believe in him. Uh, Mike Evans is great. He's great. He's good. Yeah, I but I have Amari, uh, Amari Cooper, UFC Lamb, and I've been watching that dynamic. Yeah. Usually I've been on the losing end of that. Neither so now of the them are going to play. They have COVID and a brain injury. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I can't even play Deontay Foreman. I spent my entire fab on it. Okay, we're the only people who want to hear us talk about our team, so we're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to say it's another tie, and I don't even know what happens with our percentages there. 4%. Whoever wins, they win by four points. That's my prediction. <laughs> That is my forecast. <laughs> I can't give that any. All right, moving on. Um, we are on to Antez versus Bottom. This is this is a good one. Not uh, the game of the week. Not, not the game the of the week. Of We're week. not even there yet. No, Antez versus Bottom, though. Antez in player go home mode, as he is a 5%. We're lowly 4%ers over here. <laughs> Antez is up there on his high horse. Tell us, tell us what it's like, Chris. A 5%er. <laughs> they looked at our teams and they saw that he had Jonathan Taylor and, like, let's give him 5%. <laughs> let's give That's him probably 5%. true. Um, it's probably true. I've, I've held on to Hines in hopes that Jonathan Taylor would not be as great as he has been. And Fuck. Yeah. Just, that didn't happen. I think I had Marlon Mack for a while, hoping the same thing. Um, all right, so Chris Verantes, 5%er, uh, he has Jonathan Taylor. No one else has anything close, uh, except for Andrew Bottom, who has Austin Eckler. So last week, Jonathan Taylor had five touchdowns, and Austin Eckler had four. So uh, what happens this week? What sort of uh, tomfoolery is this matchup? I mean, Bottom is going to Bottom's gonna have – he's got a little bit of hoping to do. I mean, Jordan Howard probably isn't going to play. Uh, Miles Sanders is back, and there's no reason that Jordan Howard's going to get as many touches as he has been. Um, Lamar Jackson, I assume, is going to play, uh, but he didn't do that well last week either way. Well, last week he didn't play because he had diarrhea. That's right. He had a terrible movement. Hopefully his diarrhea is all better. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I've We've all been there. Uh but yeah, I, I still think bottom probably has has the edge. But again, if if Russ puts together a solid outing against against Washington football team, Mac Jones has been playing very well. Mm. Dernis Johnson. I don't think I mean, Dernis Johnson. Back, so I don't know, and I'm hoping that's not Chubb an option versus Baltimore. He's gonna have to swap out Dernis, and and he has Tyree Kill in there who he can't use. Um, I'm looking, yeah, Antez is definitely a candidate to do some waiver work. Well, why store the Bengals D? I don't know what his master plan is there. And I don't think, I don't know if I'd want Jacoby Myers. Uh, that stack versus Tennessee maybe could pay some, I don't know. Well, but, how many tight ends does he have? He's got one on a bye, one on the bench, and one plan. Yeah, but we all know that Antez likes to play two tight ends at a time. He's, he's, that's, his, that's the Tez move. That's what he's always done. Which is fair, but I mean, next week you got to throw Ertz back in the mix, and I think you're good to go. I was actually thinking that uh, Stephanie needed to, because um, Steph- Kelsey's out. So I thought she'd go for what, Muth, the Friar Muth, uh, oh, yeah. the guy for the, for the Steelers, <laughs> the Muth. Um, and, uh, but I mean, Antez might be it. This is going to be, I think this is going to be it's a wacky week for waivers, but I think it's going to be a big week for, there's a lot of big spending, big spending going on. Uh, 
Antez needs a wide receiver to replace Tyreek Hill. He could use Jacoby Myers or not, but um, the Muth, he could go with the Friar Muth. Yeah, I don't know about, I don't like Jacoby Myers going in there, though. Well, he scored one touchdown in like four years, so that's, you know, concerning. But he's also, you know, broken the streak, so maybe. Well, and if you have Mac Jones, you could just hope, stack it up. Yeah, I like the stack. But then again, is he even going to play Mac? Now he's got Joe Burrow off the bye. I guess they are versus Pittsburgh. I don't know. Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow's getting there, man. He's playing well. And uh, I don't know. Mac versus Joe Burrow. I I feel like Mac has been producing more than, well. Tennessee's going to try to make that game. They're going to try to. It's going to be a defensive game. I don't know if Tennessee. I want to be a part of that offensively. I don't know. Tennessee has been a, a horrible team to try and figure out what's going on. They have looked like the best team in the in the league and the worst all within week to week. Antez also needs to get rid of Zach Moss. Fuck that guy. He's not going to do anything on Thursday. Now that I've said that, he'll do great. But I, I don't buy it. There's Buffalo as a whole. They feel like the Seahawks last year where eight weeks in, we were phenomenal. Russ was cooking and then everything fell to shit. And I feel like well, that's this, what Buffalo is doing right now. How do you think Russ is going to do this weekend? It's it's use or lose it. This is his comeback tour. It has to start today. Otherwise, it only gets worse. The the chatter only gets louder. We're we're we are the 26th ranked team in power rankings right now. There's only 32 oh, teams is, in the I league. I think could get worse if we can't beat Washington. Right. Yeah, so he needs to beat Washington. If he loses to fucking Heineke, We've got more, we've got more problems than we thought we had. Anyway, that's Antez five. Bottom, do you think bottom is going to be able to carry that over? I mean, I, I think bottom just has too many sure things. If they, I mean, if they if they play, if he has a good answer for Jordan Howard, and if Lamar Jackson plays like Lamar Jackson, I don't think there's there's an issue. Yeah, well, luckily for him, he doesn't have to do his waiver work on the quarterback department. But, uh, yeah, this is a matchup where if Antez plays his waiver work well, I could actually be interested. But uh, Bottom kind of has to do the same thing. If I had these guys sleep on the waiver deadline, uh, it could be the difference. So, anyway, it's probably Bottom. But, um, you know, Antez lives and dies by Russell Wilson. And so do I. So, for the second week in a row, I'm picking Chris Antez. Uh, with absolutely no basis outside of hope for the Seahawks. Okay. All right. Now we're getting into the game of the week. Snake versus Zach. This is basically Gonzaga UCLA, which I think that game just turned off because it was so bad. Uh, <laughs> two seven, two seven win just... teams. <laughs> the TV just turns off naturally if it doesn't like the game. If it's 20 like points it. for too long, they just skip. Um what do you see with Zach versus Snake? We've got Zach or Snake at 96%. He doesn't need to win this, but Zach at 62% kind of does. Uh, to be honest, I mean, if you want to really look at the uh, at the standings, I, Snake kind of is in a, in a must win. I don't know what his schedule is for the next couple weeks. He plays me once. He plays so that's you, and I think he plays JP, correct? Oh, yeah. Two equally difficult opponents. Well, I mean, it's all in division. So if he can't, if he doesn't beat Zach, it's basically, I mean, JP, 
he's got a JP is the is the top dog in our in our division. Yep. And then you, we could fairly say it's a rivalry rivalry game. Right. If you win, you're still scrapping to stay alive in the playoffs. And you got to win. But if you lose, then you want to play spoiler. That's true. That's all I'm going to want to do. Snake is in an equally must-win situation. Especially Uh, when Jimmy Garoppolo's knees explode. And then then that paves the path for Trey Lance to finally get his shot again. Uh, That's a huge swing on our division. Win, win, Win that happens. Win that happens. Winner. <laughs> I, I I will say that that uh, Jacob's team is pretty difficult to beat. I was surprised I beat him last week, and I'll well, say it again, just as I'm proud of myself. And it was a must win for me last week, but uh, it it was shocking that it happened. Well, it's so it's David Montgomery versus Detroit at 9:30 in the morning on Turkey Day. That's gonna set the tone for this matchup. If <laughs> that game goes. <laughs> that that's going to really make or break Zach's Thanksgiving. I don't think there's anything else going on that day, but that game. Um, also Taysom Hill on Turkey day. Uh, it's either Trevor Seaman or, uh, or Taysom and whoever yeah. is starting, that'll be a decision for Zach to make. Um, that's true. D- does he have to, Oh, he does have them both. Yeah. He's Look got, he's got the quarterback stack there. He might have to play them both. Cause what Lord knows what Ryan Tannehill is going to do versus new England. Yeah. Playing both. It's a play catch, catch play. touchdown pass. That's not a white flag move at all. And then, uh, yeah, Cooper cup, uh, versus green Bay. He's going to get his, uh, Henderson's probably going to get his chase Claypool versus Cincinnati is a fucking toss up. Kenny Galladay could benefit from, uh, like we said, uh, the death of Jason Garrett. And uh, Michael Gallup and Michael Pittman are both, I mean, at this point, wide receiver ones on their respective yeah, teams. Yeah, Gallup, I think, is is kind of the guy. Uh, and so is Pittman. Well, and if you, he's, I mean, he could, Snake could pick up a few guys just because Adrian Peterson will never play again this year. Uh, if he can find someone on the, on the waivers that he think would would fit, but honestly, I think he's in pretty good shape as it is. So funny, Zach's got so much talent even on the bench still. Damian Harris, Alex Collins, both guys who are basically starting running backs for their team, and Devonta Freeman, who if Latavius uh, Murray isn't playing, also starting running back. Um, would you hang on to Jamal Agnew? No, he's on the IR. Get rid of him. Why, yeah, why is he there? Oh, he's probably he's just probably got the thing where he just. He's, it's going to be dropped. It'll be gone in the morning. Or he won't. I don't know. Also, he's got to find himself a new coach. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of work for Zach to do. Um, here's my question. This is also what I think kind of makes or breaks this game. McCaffrey. Can he be the stud we all know he can be with Cam taking all the goal line carries? I mean, Yes. I don't think that's good. I don't think that is going to change. Uh, and frankly, I don't know. Do you, McCaffrey's I not carrying like the ball on the one yard line. It's going to be Cam. Cam. It's true. And for the sake of Kevin Steele, we we all appreciate that. But at the same time, I think Christian McCaffrey is still too valuable that his his production as a fantasy player isn't going to change too much. He'll just have to score from 50 yards out like he used to. Well, uh, it'll be an interesting turkey day. This one's uh, obviously whatever quarterback from the Saints. Uh, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery, 
Josh Allen, uh, all those performances on uh, Thanksgiving, and Michael Gallup, I guess, could probably be the difference maker for this. Uh, also a lot riding for that Rams game. For Mr. Moore, um, I was looking through uh, week two notes because I was trying to find something for this pod, and I had week two questions. And for uh, and you like this because you're the historian. For Snake, it was, should the champ be nervous about Josh Allen and Derrick Henry? And at the time, uh, I don't know what that was about, but at, I mean, now that we look at it, Josh Allen has not been the normal Josh Allen for the bad day. They're the entire Bills team. And obviously, Derrick Henry is in a shallow grave. So that's uh, that's true. It's a bit prophetic there, just a bit. Well, to Henry's, I mean, Tennessee was able to do a little bit with him. There were a few weeks where he he performed. Josh Allen hasn't been, I mean, awful. It's just that the Bills have been somewhat disappointing. He is the wide receiver three. Sorry, he is the quarterback three. He's not very good yeah. at wide receiver. But yeah, he gets 21 points a game, which is more than all my quarterbacks together. My note but on I here for me last was... Few weeks, he, hasn't been, he hasn't broken 20. Right. Well, um, my note from me was, when do I get to start my beloved Justin Fields? And that question still remains. All right. So for this started, one, who's, who's your $10 should. bet? Who are you picking? If it's an even, pick them. Who's your $10 bet? Between Actually, you know what? Since Zach is not projected to win, and he's not favored, so let's say... Uh, you bet $10 with Snake, you get $11 back. But if you pick Zach, you get $15 back. Who you put your money on? You know what? I think... I think I like Zach this week. Ooh! That was wild, but I think I like Zach, and I'm sorry, Snake. I mean, it's it's, uh, honestly... Arguably the best team in our in our league, but I think Zach's got it this week. Oh, that's bold. That's bold. That's bold. That's not a that's not a cow take. That's a nasty take. <laughs> that's a nasty take. All right, it's beautiful. Um, I can't believe we went that entire segment without talking about Justin Tucker. I guess he could do pretty well, but we'll see. Um, all right, that's uh, for all the finickiers who are just here just to hear us talk about them. Yeah, there you go. You win. That's your piece. Now is where we go to the end of the show, where we bitch about the Seahawks. Uh, it's been a bigger segment this year than it has been in the past. Uh, Mr. Lyle, Mr. Nasty, I need you to tell me, because I'm tilting back and forth, um, for next year. I mean, playoffs, We the best I think we can do at this point is 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you, this year when there's seven, there's 17 games. So I think we'd have to be eight and nine. Or eight, nine, nine. And eight. We can go eight and nine. No, we can do it. I guess we can go nine and eight, nine and seven. I have no idea. I have no idea actually what the best we can do this year. It's it's the numbers are confusing to me. But that well, being said, to be to be honest, I don't see us beating either Arizona or LA. Right. Um, we it would take a complete redefinition of what this team is. So. Pending that that doesn't happen uh, and we just kind of exist the way we are for the rest of the season, and obviously we don't have a first-round draft pick, um, do you see it making sense to make a big change, as in, like, get rid of Pete or get rid of Russ or get rid of both? I mean, I feel like that's what all of the the talking heads have been saying this, this week, and everyone's been talking about. Well, that's the most that. fun thing to talk about. And it's true. I, 
I think that Pete has kind of gotten a little too big for his britches. And I think we're seeing the fallout of always passing on first rounders and well, that's also Schneider though. Schneider's the guy who picks the draft picks. I mean, obviously they do it together, but it's true. But I mean, hasn't Pete taken on, like he's kind of usurped the role of GM at large and he kind of, I think it's a group decision between the two. So many cookie jars as, as the coach and everything. And I think he just kind of needs to take a step back. Um, because I mean, the culture of the Hawks, I feel like it's falling apart a little bit. Russ already leaked that he wanted to go over the summer, unless things kind of changed a little bit. And that was coming off of a huge, see, a huge season. We had what mm-hmm. eleven wins, twelve wins last year. Yeah. What do you think Russ is going to say? Russ, the competitor. If well, we but it, but Russ is usually coming off an MVP campaign, and depending to see how the rest of the year goes. You could definitely look at the Arizona tape and say that Russ missed guys. They were open people, and Russ missed them. And whether he's feeling okay or whatever. Whether it's I, his finger or whatever. Yeah, you can fix the rest of the team all you want, but if, if he can't, if Russ can't be Russ, if he can't do what he, he usually does, that's going to happen every time, right? Yeah, but I mean, there, there's also the defense that you got to worry about. I mean, the defense is just getting run ragged. And I mean, if you don't, Little things like winning more third downs. If you don't do that, mm-hmm. if you don't have your offense on the field and you just have a tired defense, get getting mopped. Also shows the it's lack. clear that something has to change. I think it does need to be something big. It's also um, the, I don't necessarily mean we have to get rid of Russ or Pete, but I mean I think some of those defensive guys, I wouldn't be surprised if if Bobby Wagner ended up being the guy who oof, we dangled which, out. Which is so hard because I even like it was like when um, when DK got thrown out of that football game, it was like Bobby who like was the one who talked to him and like be like, "This is what I think the kind of player you should be." And like that's the kind of stuff that you're like, "Man, that's probably worth a lot of money." But also, it's like 19 million dollars for a middle linebacker. Um, yeah, I don't know. About Jamal Adams? And well, yeah. you can't get rid of Jamal Adams. He's got three more years on his contract. I mean, we'll see. Some, but that's, but that's a good question. Happen. Like Jamal was a miss. Like at this point, people are targeting our star safety because he's a liability in coverage. So we, we traded for, for Jamal Adams, which I wanted to be great. And I don't think it is. Uh, we let KJ go, which is probably the reason we can't cover screen passes. And we let go of um, Jerron Reed and Frank Clark. We traded Clark. We let Reed walk. Um, and now our defensive line isn't very good. Like, we've had talent, and we let it walk, and we think that we can replace them, and we can't. We haven't. That's... Well, no, and, and I'm telling you, if, if you continually, every year, mm-hmm. give up first-round draft picks, like, I, that's what I'm, I... I don't think Pete Carroll's a good enough coach to, like, residual talent build them up, especially in a culture, a football culture that's really loose and it's kind of fallen apart. We've lost the steam. If you look at like Belichick, that's what he does. It does you give him these unnameable people yeah. and he will build this beautiful, beautiful team out of them. Yeah. Uh, I think Pete did that back in 2010, 2012. Right. But he had some pieces like a Marshawn Lynch, like, I mean, he got really lucky with a with a beautiful defense, right? Right well, out and, of the gate. 
those trades worked. Those trades where we went out and got, we traded a second rounder for Marshawn Lynch and we traded, or and then free agency, we brought in people like, uh, um, you know, uh, not Chris Clemens, but we got, we got a bunch of people, you know, like in trades and in free agency and it always seemed to work. And nowadays we get like Kerry Hyder and Carlos Dunlap and like, I don't know if it works anymore. It doesn't seem to work. Well, no. And, and I think you're right. And, it should work. A lot of, I, a lot of the moves we've made on paper seem kind of reasonable, but I just think that we're we're getting aged out of our own division because McVeigh and Kingsbury, they're doing some other shit that is it's more nuanced. Right, and so and that brings me left in the dust. That brings me to my final consideration with. The one thing that our division has done is mortgage their future for better teams now, you know, um, and, and moving forward. You know, the, the Niners traded all of their first round picks for the next three years so that they could draft Trey Lance, who they haven't used yet. I know that because I have him on my bench. Uh, <laughs> we've got the Rams who have traded all their first round picks. We've got um, and the, we've got the 49ers, we've got the Rams, and then we've got the Cardinals who have mortgaged their cap. Um, they have signed a bunch of players that they and traded for players that they cannot afford to keep with with J.J. Watt. And um, they've got Chandler Jones. All these people are on their last year of their contract. Um, and they're doing that now because they can, because once they have to pay Kyler, they're not going to be able to have any of those people. So there's no real chance. to. It's not sustainable. Of course. All that being said... Is this a weather the storm scenario with Pete and with uh, Russell being that, I mean, if we rebuild now, it might be the exact thing that all of our people in our division are hoping we'll do. Uh, maybe. And yeah. that's why I think I, I, to answer your, your initial question for the big change, I think Pete is the big change. I think either it's going to have to be a stylistic change it doesn't necessarily have to be a front office change or anything like that. Uh, but I mean, look, if you can get somebody, you know, we, we need good players who can, who can put out and produce now or next year. If you can't do that, then we might as well rebuild. And I mean, I, I mean this for Russ. If you, if we care about Russ, we want Russ to have, you know, we don't want to send him out to pasture and just have of, you know, five and twelve seasons for the next three seasons, and then, who knows, go to the Patriots or go to the Dolphins a, or something. A Falcons-like scenario where they held on to Matt Ryan and then started a rebuild, and now it looks like what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you look uh, at the the Falcons, and they're kind of an example. I mean, they lost a Super Bowl, and they didn't react or adapt very well, and they ended up firing everybody, and they kept Matt Ryan, and it just is this ugly whatever the fuck that is, and yet they have a better chance of the playoffs than we do at this point. So, well, and and again, they're in a division that is probably half as good as the NFC West. That's true. In in our division, there is so little room for error. That mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's all just weathering the storm. If you cannot win twelve games, which means the, the rebuild could look even uglier when you think of it that way. I mean, it could get we could be back to the Seahawks two win, 
you know, if you get rid of Russ, you get rid of Pete, do you start cashing in draft picks? It could get really nasty when you're trying to compete with teams that are already established, like the Rams, like the Niners. Yeah, but they, I mean, even look at San Francisco. They're, they didn't fall that far down, and they're not that far out. But I mean, they still have a ways to go. Yeah, and their head coach can't win at Michigan. Well, I guess he's winning just fine. Um, all right. So with that, uh, one palate cleanser I wanted before we move on from the Seahawks is that uh, Golden Tate got signed by the Titans today. So Saw that. It wasn't to the practice squad, though. It is to the practice squad. He's got he's to prove that he's not fat, and then, then he can play real football. And with that, we have one minute and ten seconds left, Lyle, for you to lay down your hot takes about the league, about the Cougs, about whatever you want. Cougs? All right. Well, I will, I'll start out with this. I'm wearing the Coug hat. I'm Bush T. Cougar. Apple Cup is this week. Come on, guys. I think this is the year, the first since, what, 2011, that we can actually beat the Huskies. We got to do it. If we beat uh, the Huskies, do we keep Dickert, the big Dickert energy? I mean, again, the Cougs have been through a lot this season, and I'm not going to say the Huskies haven't. Uh, I kind of like the team that the Cougs have become. And I'm not ready to pivot into WSU basketball, which I think is going to be equally delightful with Dennis Rodman Jr. Ten seconds. Uh, do you want to go back to Gardner Minshew? I think the Seahawks need to think about that. Just bring him on. Just bring him on behind Russ next season if we have to. We could use Minshew's energy. Save the get- cake. We're getting the Minshew energy. We're getting the big ticket energy. This has been Lyle. He is Bushy Cougar. This is the Finicky Podcast. Good night.